Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. He's Alex Ferrario. That's Tanner Hendricks, and I'm Brandon Kylie. We are broadcasting live from the Eadby Granite Studio at the Centene Community Ice Center, and we are happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line for our weekly conversation with former NHL goalie and now NHL analyst for the Daily Faceoff. He is Mike McKenna joining us here on the show. Mike, we appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? Oh, doing pretty good. You know, I was on the ice this morning at Kirkwood with uh, the typical Friday morning group at seven, and. Always a good start to the day. Been grinding to the daily show and looking forward to you know we got a little road trip tomorrow headed to Springfield, Illinois with our eight U team and going to visit the rink that I played junior hockey in in the NAHL. So it'll be nice. I'll go see my billet family and get to show the kids the high school that I graduated from. Which I'll tell you what, I wish it'd been Parkway South where I went here, but it ended up being in Springfield. So <laughs> give the kids a little history lesson in my life. Hey Mike, it's interesting. You mentioned road trips. What's your favorite arena you've ever played in? Oh, man, Montreal was always the place that I looked forward to. There's there's such a buzz in that building, and considering I was largely a backup for every time that I walked into the place, getting a chance to have a hot dog between periods, and then later <laughs> on they started to give us – they started giving us Montreal smoked meat. And if you, I, Montreal smoked meat is, kind, meat is kind of this weird, like, cross-section between pastrami and brisket, and it's amazing. So – I was just enthralled with Montreal for those reasons, but just a really, really cool place to walk in and play. It has its own buzz to it. And, you know, when I spent years in the minors in the American League, I liked all the old, just the really run-down, crappy barns that had, like, one shower, had, like, Syracuse and Binghamton. I just, I like the nostalgia. I like that slap shot feel to it. God, I'm so glad you brought up those hot dogs. And if anybody missed it, Google Jeremy Rutherford's article about the Montreal hot dogs. Like, it is, like, the most widely known item in Montreal home games of like getting one of those hot dogs the stories from backup goaltenders Mike of guys who were sitting in the <laughs> locker room during games and just eating hot dogs rather than playing is just outstanding the Chien show as they say in en français in French Chien show which means hot dog in French but I tell you what one of the craziest stories of my career was I backed up for three different teams and played a game for one of those teams in Montreal in the span of like three weeks. I played with Ottawa. I backed up with Ottawa. I backed up with Vancouver. And then I backed up with Philadelphia. And the security guard was just looking at me like they had three heads. He's like, which team do you play for? I'm like, well, I'm with with the Flyers now. Uh, But previously, Vancouver and Ottawa, they couldn't keep it straight. I couldn't keep it straight. But you know what? The hot dogs always tasted amazing. 
You know, Mike, I wanted to continue the conversation, and we had some cell problems last week because you were in Florida for a for a, uh, for a meeting. But you were giving a great answer, and then we got cut off in the middle of it about the the, the competition between goaltenders. And I mm-hmm. asked you if it was healthy to have that competition because it, it just seems like you know Jordan Bennington going through some struggles right now, and Billy Huso playing well, and everyone wants to be like, oh, there's a goaltending controversy. I think when you're a goalie, you want to have that competition coming from the guy who gets starts over you at times. Yeah, you know what it really does is if you're the starting guy and the weight's on your shoulders at all times, like those nights that you have off when your backup really isn't up to the caliber that your team would hope or expect, it makes it tough because you're sitting there on the bench and you're thinking, oh man, I might end up in this game. And you just want it to be your night off. You want a mental break. And that's one thing that Billy Huso's done a nice job of this year is one, you know, obviously he's playing very well, but two, he's, he's giving Bennington a little bit of chance to just rest physically, mentally. That's important. But having that driving factor is as well. I mean, like, listen, Bennington's a starter in St. Louis. He, everybody believes in him. They believe he can win a Stanley Cup. He's won a Stanley Cup. He's carried the team. But you know what? You still got to earn that net. And that's good. You know, people thrive on competition as athletes. And, I think having Huso there as a complimentary goaltender at this point, maybe he does steal some starts in the short term. But the knowledge is always that, hey, Binner's the guy that we really believe in and we think is going to be able to carry us here. But it's great to have two two bullets in the chamber, man. I think the Blues right now are better in depth in goal than they've been in a long time, especially when you factor in Chucky Sideburn sitting in Springfield right now. Mike, the other thing that that the Blues have going for them right now is how great they've been at home, but that also brings into question what they're doing on the road, and they've been basically a 500 team on the road this season. It's not like it's been a huge issue, but it is one place that you would like to see them improve a bit. Is there anything in particular that you, that you've noticed that's changed for them, whether it be the way that they match up or uh, the way that they're playing on the road? What is it that you would like to see them improve on the road over these next three games as they're going to Seattle, Vancouver, and Calgary? Yeah, well, I mean, especially walking into those arenas like Seattle, you know, that's it's a different place right now. There's the wonder of it, but you got to come in and establish dominance right away. And you walk into Calgary, it's the same way. Calgary can play heavy. They can play in your face. You're going to have the Kachuk factor. You know Matthew Kachuk's always up for a game against the Blues. Um, so, I mean, I, I think the starts are really where everything comes down to for the Blues. I mean, they've been the comeback kids all season long, you know. And you see more of that on home ice where you get a little bit of juice behind you. And the crowd can, can factor in and you can feed off of that. And it's not the Blues that are unique to that. The other night, you know, the New York Rangers did that big time against the Toronto Maple Leafs when they came from behind, uh, just like the Blues did against the Leafs recently. And I think whenever you're on the road, you're really looking to establish it that first period. You know, and even if you don't get on the scoreboard right away, like you got to at least lead the game in, in hits, shots, possession, all those things, because you got to try to set it up for the second period when the home team inevitably will push. They always end up pushing in the second if you get out to it. So, they just have to start quicker, and they've got to be able to maintain that lead and carry it through the third. Mike, if you don't mind, take us through what Jordan Bennington's going through right now. I mean, he's had a couple of games where he has performed. I mean, I'm going back to that uh, Dallas Stars game where it was a 2-1 to mm-hmm. victory, but we've also seen the games where the Pittsburgh Penguins put six on him or five on him. From a goalie's mentality, and I know you've never, you were never the starter at the NHL ever. You were the backup, but you were the starter in the American Hockey League. Is this more of a mental thing for Jordan Bennington of just trying to get right confidence-wise? 
Uh, you know, I think it can be a little bit of both things because the mental and the physical and the technical, those things, they all really are they're intertwined. You know, it's kind of like the holy trinity of goaltending, right? You know, and without getting a little too deep on the on that <laughs> side of things, you know, but like that's really to me how it works because if you mentally start to chase things, well, you start to lose your technical game and it all just cycles. And so is it mental? I mean, in some ways, because when I watch him recently, I think he's he's just pressing a little bit too much and he's been a little bit indecisive in the goals that he allowed. No, I'm trying to think of, I can't remember which game, which team it was that, you know, a bad angle shot where Bennington's between safe selections. You know, yeah. I can tell he's, he's not sure whether he wants to go into a, what we would call an RVH post integration or a butterfly. And he ends up getting beat five hole down the wing on from a bad angle. That's just not typical of, of Bennington when he's playing his best, when he's confident, when he's in control. And I think that that's kind of where, you know, it, it's just all of it together. And sometimes you just need one or two big games that you carry the load, but you don't have to steal it. Those can be really good games for a goaltender where you can just go out, play, you grab a win, you feel good. You didn't have to carry the weight of the team. You didn't have to think too much. I think that's kind of where, where Bennington's been at this year because at the very start of the season, man, I, I thought he carried the Blues. And and he's had a lull recently. But uh, he's somebody I have total confidence he'll be able to get that back. It's just kind of a matter of being confident in his save selections and his positioning and then you know, letting that confidence follow when he starts to make those saves and control the puck. And final question for you, Mike. Is that what we're seeing Ville Husso's going through right now, just a spurt of just confidence where he's in the right position, the team's playing right in front of him, and he just knows that he's going to make the saves? Well, two things I think for Husso. First is that, yes, it is absolutely confidence, but I think that's derived from him spending – now what is really his second full season in the NHL. You know, he's been through the rookie year. He's started to learn the shooters. He's started to learn the opposition systems. He's, you know, as he's played more, he's become more adept with what the Blues are doing, per per se, on the penalty kill system-wise. That all matters for a goaltender. So all that adds up to, he's comfortable. He feels like he belongs in the NHL. Your rookie year, unless it goes absolutely gangbusters, man, you just never know. You don't feel like you're quite there. He feels like he belongs. And I think the other factor for Huso is that he's just tracking the puck so much better this year. You know, there were times last year I'd think, man, why, how did he not get through that? How did he not get his eyes on it? And this year just looks completely different. Uh, and something that goalie coach Dave Alexander is really big on. He's got several different props and devices to help goaltenders work on puck tracking. And to me with Huso, it looks like it's paying off this season. He's Mike McKenna, former NHL goalie, now an analyst for the Daily Faceoff. Give him a follow on Twitter, Twitter rather, at Mike McKenna 56. Mike, we appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy yourself in Springfield this weekend. We'll talk with you again next week. That sounds good. Enjoy, everybody. Can't wait for next week. Thanks for having me on.